Hello again, everybody, and welcome again to another Blessed Winds Bible Message podcast and YouTube. I just want to thank all of you for listening. Last two weeks have been great, as always. Thank you, Lord. And I just wanted to give thanks to the Lord. I wanted to share a testimony with you guys. After last podcast, with all the testimonies we were sharing, I felt though I needed to share one more with you. And this was about prayer. And this was about praying for what we needed. And again, another answered prayer. A few Sundays ago, my son lost his car keys. He had to go to work. Doesn't usually work on Sundays, but this Sunday he had to work. He was very busy the day before doing all sorts of things, yard work. My wife and I went to church and I got a call at church. Dad, I lost my keys. I can't find them. A few months before he had lost his keys. So this was his only set of keys. He didn't have a spare. We couldn't, we couldn't just say, all right, just go to work and we'll see what we can do. And so the miracle one that occurred was there were people at the church there that could fill in because my wife and I serve several different roles at the church. And I went home and someone I was able to fill my roles. I arrived home. My son and I had a great opportunity to have conversation. And we started walking around the house. And we looked and tore apart the house from one end to the other. It gave us the opportunity to talk about very meaningful things. We had a fantastic time speaking while we were looking for the keys. A little bit later, my wife walked in the door. She asked if we had found him. We said no. In the meantime, my son was calling his work, and his work was being very supportive, miracle number two. My wife and I got together and pulled my son into the room, and we prayed that all lost things be found, that hidden things be revealed. My wife decided she was going to go look outside. We just got a dusting of snow that night, and I was not really that optimistic that if he lost him outside, we were going to find him because of the snow, but she went out anyways. We continued to look in other parts of the house, and my wife came in and she said, I found them. I walked right to them, and they were laying in the grass. Miracle number three was south of us by about 20 minutes, they got two inches of snow. We had a very, very light dusting, and the keys were laying right on top. We give God all the glory for that. They were lost keys, and they were found. And they were found through the power of prayer. And when we spoke to God, when we started praying to him, we started praying to him like he was our friend. We started just, Lord, we're looking for your help. Lord, we pray that all things lost become found. That all things hidden rise to the surface. We thanked him. And then after we found the keys, we thanked him and we gave him praise. Because all the glory goes to God for finding those keys. And that's how you need to pray to God. We don't need to complain because he knows what we need. We don't need to let the devils into our prayers by dwelling on the bad things. Because he already knows what he needs. So somebody asked me, what does it mean to pray? It means getting in, into God's presence. It means spending time with the Lord. It means giving him worship and thanks and praise for all the good things he's done. God wants us to be his friend. He wants us to come to him when we need him. John 15, 
13 through 15. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus laid down his life for us. He was speaking to the disciples here. He laid down his life for the disciples. And if you remember, there were 12 disciples. And then another time he sent out 70 more disciples. And then in Acts, he told the 12 disciples to make disciples of the nations. We are his disciples. We are his friends. So when he's talking about laying down his life for his friends, he laid down his life for us, his friends. John 15, 14, you are my friends if you do what I command. We are his friends as soon as we accept him as our Lord and Savior. John 13, 15, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. He loves us. He laid down his life for us. He wants a relationship with us. He wants us to develop a conversational relationship with him. When we're having trouble, he wants us to ask him for help. And he will be there. He knows our needs before we even speak them. He is there for us. We don't have to scream all of the things that we need to him. Matthew 6, 8 says, Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We don't have to fret when things aren't going right. The Lord already knows. We need to pray for what we really need. Peace. Discernment. So some people have said, what do I say? I don't know what to say. Fortunately for us, in the book of Matthew, Matthew 6, Jesus left us a template. The Lord's Prayer. Yeah, I, I called it a template. Because we don't just have to repeat that. We can talk to him like he's a friend. You ever notice when you send a postcard to a friend when you're on vacation or you haven't talked to him in a little while? The front of the postcard says, hello from wherever you are. You don't start your postcard saying, hello from wherever we are at. You write a well thought out, heartfelt statement to your friend. If you would have just sent the postcard, it would have been okay. But it meant a lot more when you added the heartfelt greeting. So the first half of the Lord's Prayer talks about God. The second half talks about us. And then at the end, we get back to God again. So the first part, we're going to pray to the Father. Matthew 6, 9. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And hallowed means holy or revered. So we're going to praise him. We're going to thank him because that's what we do for people that we revere. We pay them homage. Ephesians 5.20 
Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you. Thank you for all the gifts you've given me. Isaiah 12, 4. In that day you will say, Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. And proclaim that his name is exalted. So we're going to praise his name. He is the exalted one. He's the creator God that has created the moon and the stars and the sun that comes up every day. The ground that we walk on and the water that we swim through and all the plants and the animals of the earth. He is the one that has created everything. And we thank him for that. All these miracles are amazing and we take them for granted. We praise the Lord for all of them. We need to thank him for all we have. This is the time that you start looking at the positive things. This is the time that you really start thinking when a car cuts you off, we don't curse that person. We thank God that we had the time to hit the brakes before we hit them. We look at the silver lining in the cloud. In every bad situation, we pull out the good. And we thank God for the good. Because when we don't pull out the good, and we just look at the bad, all we're doing is giving the devil place. All we're doing is allowing that space in our souls to be filled with evil. We need to fill our souls with the Holy Spirit. We need to thank God for all the good things. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. It's God's will. It's God's perfect plan. And that takes us into Matthew 6.10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we want to see this earth turn into heaven, we need to see God's perfect will happening. This is his perfect plan for us. 1 John 5.14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask him anything according to his will, he will hear us. How do we know his will, though? How do we find out God's will? We get into the word. We review the Bible. We listen to Bible podcasts. We go to church on Sunday and hear, hear the message. We begin reading the Bible. The more we hear the word of God, the more we pray with our friend in heaven, our father in heaven, the more we become in line with his will. It makes praying natural. It makes praying in his will natural. John 15, 7 says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done. We need to remain aligned with the good book. The good book is our how-to manual for life. We can also pray using scriptures. They make these books They're called God's Promises. 
And when you're having a difficult time and you need strength, for example, it might point you to any one of 20 to 30 different Bible verses. And one of them is Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So when you're having a rough day and you just need to pray and you need to talk it out with God, Lord, I need strength. You don't have to tell him, Lord, I'm having a rough day. I got these 15 things going. He knows. Lord, thank you for the gifts you've given me. Lord, I need strength today. Lord, I can do all things through you who gives me strength. Pray the scriptures. That will give you power. There was another guy that prayed the scriptures. And if you look at Matthew chapter 4, you'll see Jesus was tested in the wilderness. And he prayed the scriptures all the time. He was tempted because he was hungry. And the devil said, well, you're hungry. Take this stone and make it bread. He replied with a verse from Deuteronomy. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The Lord shows us through Jesus, to pray the scriptures. They'll give you strength. And then we can pray for our needs. Matthew 6, 11, Give us this day our daily bread. 1 Timothy 2, 1, I urge then first of all that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. So start by praying for others. 1 Samuel 12, 23, As for me, Far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you. And I will teach you the way that is good and right. Pray for others. That's a good place to start. Lord, please take care of all the people that are suffering in the world. Lord, help them and be with them. Lord, give us all discernment so we're able to see the tricks of the devil. And you can pray for yourself. I've talked to so many people that did not understand that you can pray for yourself. It's not being selfish. It's having that conversational relationship. Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. It's not selfish to ask God for things that you need. It's what he wanted. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. So you pray it, you claim it, and then there's one more thing. You're going to proclaim it. You're going to testify and let other people know so that they can grow in faith and strength. Because what they're talking about there is you need to have faith. The Lord might not answer your prayers in a second, in a minute, in a day, in a month, or a year. It's all in the Lord's time. But if you've prayed in alignment with God's word, proclaim it because it's yours. James 5, 13 through 18 says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing the Psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. We can ask people to pray for us when we're sick. We can pray for ourselves when we're sick. And once we're prayed that we're going to be healed, we are healed. Claim it and proclaim it. And the prayer of faith will save the sick 
and the Lord will rise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain in the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. We can pray for ourselves. We can ask for the things that we need, but we also need to forgive. Matthew 6.12 says, And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. I talked a great deal about this in the podcast titled Forgiveness. We need to forgive. If we forgive others, it takes such a weight off of our shoulders. It frees us. Because when we don't forgive, it binds us. And we get angry. And the devil just works inside of us. And we're bound by that sin of unforgiveness. When we finally do it and we pray for others, we're set free. And what it says here in Matthew 6, 12, and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Did you notice that by the way it said there, we have to forgive our debtors first? And other Bibles might say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. But again, we need to forgive the others first. We need to be able to go in with a clear conscience of forgiveness. Matthew 5.44, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. We need to pray for them. We need to pray that they get all the blessings that we want and will be set free. Mark eleven twenty five, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Again, we have to forgive others so that we can be forgiven. And it's amazing the freedom that it gives you. Matthew 6, 13a says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We need to pray that the Lord removes the temptations from us. We need to pray that we are able to put on the armor of God in Ephesians so that we can battle away the temptations. We need to be like Jesus in the wilderness, and we need to answer with prayer. The devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him again with scripture. It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Rebuke temptation with the word of the Bible. If you don't know what the word of the Bible is, Google it. Google what does the Bible say about this situation I'm in. Get yourself one of those God's Promises books. 1 Corinthians 10.23 No temptation is overtaking you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, 
He will also provide a way out so you can endure it. When you're being tempted, pray. Pray for a way out of the temptation. Whatever that is, ask yourself, is this the godly way or is this man's way? Am I giving in to my flesh? Whether it's eating or taking a nap instead of reading the Bible or if it's when you're choosing something to watch on TV, choosing something that is wholesome or choosing something that is violent. Am I giving in to the flesh? Am I giving in to the temptation? If you give your life to Jesus Christ, if you claim him as your Lord and Savior, he will not give you a temptation that you cannot endure. But that means you have to communicate with him. You have to pray. You have to determine what his will is. You have to ask for discernment. And then the second half of Matthew 6.13, For yours is the kingdom and the glory forever. Amen. Again, we come right back full circle to thank you, Lord, for all that we have. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've given us. In Jesus' name, thank you for the little things. A prayer doesn't have to be hours long. You don't have to go on talking forever. You can talk to God for just a couple minutes, just a few seconds. I've heard my wife, when something falls on the floor and doesn't break, she stops for a quick second and says, thank you, God. An athlete at a sporting event does something amazing, stops for a second, points to heaven and says, thank you, God. You're giving him praise. Lord, you are an amazing God. Lord, thank you for all the things you've given us. Lord, I just pray, pray for everybody listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that they develop the comfort to speak to you like you're their friend. And Lord, if they don't know the words to say, Lord, they can use the template you provided in Matthew 6. Lord, and I pray that they align themselves with your will in any way that they're able to do so. And Lord, that you give them the tools and the resources for them to be able to find out what your perfect will is. And I pray, Lord, that you deliver all of us from the evil one while we avoid the temptation. Lord, I pray that you give us the ability to forgive those that have done things to us in the past. And Lord, we're not going to dwell on those things. We're not going to think about what horrible things that were done. We're just going to forgive them right now in your name. And Lord, if there's anything that I've done today or anything they've done today, Lord, if they're saying this prayer with me, that they've done that they need forgiveness for. Lord, I pray that you forgive them. Lord, thank you again for all the gifts. Thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for being our friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all again for tuning in for another Blessed Winds Bible Message podcast and YouTube. Again, remember on the podcast pages, it's wherever you find your podcasts. and Click subscribe. And on YouTube, remember to click like and subscribe. If you have any questions, comments, if you have any testimonies you'd like to share, go to blessedwinds.net and there's a link there to my email. Send an email. 
I'll gladly share anybody's testimony. All of you have a blessed two weeks, and we'll see you then.